Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans. I am your host of Believe in Sports Law. Today is Monday, November 30th, 2020. Hope that you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. And thank you for joining us. Always appreciate you listening in. And um, here we are. This is uh, episode 48 of season two. And uh, this is via the Believe Podcast Network. And today we have a very uh, special episode and something that's very interesting, or at least I found it interesting. And it's something that um, has has been in the news, and it's something that um, some folks who are, I guess, uh, maybe more musically inclined or more geared towards using sort of social media and music, um, you know, m- might be you know might be more knowledgeable about it. And the platform is Triller, so it's T R I L-L-E-R. So Triller is this platform that is somewhat new. I think it's been around since 2015, uh, but has recently gained in some traction, mainly because of the deals that's brokered with uh, a few power players in the industry, but um, maybe mostly because of the Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight that occurred over the weekend and how uh, Triller was uh, essentially the distributor and uh, the main sort of proponent of that fight. And we'll get into all the details of it, but uh, Triller, I think, is going to be a major player in the entertainment media sports space. And I want to get into it a little bit in terms of um, why I think Triller has the ability to be a power player in this space. So, and you know, in my opinion, uh, a lot of the problems with social media these days, and we've written about this, we've talked about this on this podcast, is the fact that it does not focus or allow the consumer to lead the conversation or uh, lead the engagement. And I mean that in two ways. On one hand, you might have a platform that is very restrictive in terms of sharing content, and they might slap a disclaimer on it. They might tell you that you can't share it. You might have limitations, right? On the other hand, you have a situation where maybe the platform is just not as interactive, and maybe the platform does not allow for certain things. Or maybe sometimes, uh, which is related to the second point, is that it's restrictive in that um, you don't have the necessary tools to either build really good content or to build a really good uh, engagement uh, when it comes to followers and advertising opportunities, right? Well, 
the background on Triller, and almost said Twitter there, uh, their background on Triller is that it really kind of is a combination of uh, TikTok, Instagram, ESPN, and YouTube really all rolled into one platform. I guess you could almost say it's like MTV, uh, um, Zone or DAZN, and HBO all rolled into one access point. Uh, I truly believe that's sort of uh, what Triller is. You know, you have the ability to share music, to display music, to display content, to engage with followers. But it's also a platform, as was sort of shown over the weekend, that can host content uh, with regard to live events, uh, particularly the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight that occurred. And... I think over the weekend, it really did a, a favor to itself to uh, host such a major event, even though it was an ex- exhibition. A lot of people watched. A lot of people were engaged. And this is a platform that has really come into light even more recently with some of the legal problems that TikTok has had with regard to privacy and some of its service agreements. And, well, that's sort of an ongoing problem. We'll see how that plays out. Now, as several NFL teams uh, re- learned recently, this was an article that was run on CBS Sports. They got into trouble for um, using music, but without seeking the copyright um, licensing for it. Now, this is somewhat surprising to me, considering that uh, NFL teams are major franchises under the major sort of helmet or shield, if you will, uh, pardon the pun, um, of the NFL. And it's interesting because you would think that some of these NFL teams would have sort of insight into the legal problems with, you know, using music and not seeking a license for it. And it's so easy to get these licenses, whether it be through um, CSAC or some of these other music licensing groups, um, whether it be through uh, the Fox agency, all these different areas to do it, or whether... Uh, you know, Muzak or some of these other platforms or just, you know, striking a deal directly. Um, but again, in a, you know, it, it's sort of interesting that this occurred, but a great article there on CBS Sports regarding NFL um, getting in trouble over copyrights and music and some of their players using uh, and some of their social media teams using some of uh, that music and not paying for it. And again, kind of this is why Universal Music Group struck straight deals with uh, Facebook and Instagram. And obviously Facebook owns Instagram. They bought them out um, a few years back, but uh, they brokered a deal in late 2017 that allows for its users to utilize clips. I think it's about 15 second clips of musical, um, of music um, for the users to sort of have access to, um, you know, music in their post. And this was something that made a lot of sense, right? Because you're not going to do individual licensing deals with the users. It'd be too, I mean, imagine that. You got 100 million users, you know, plus, or what is it, a billion users for Facebook. I don't know what it is for Instagram. At least it's over 100 million, I think. But imagine, I mean, these music groups are not going to be signing individual deals with users, right? Maybe with uh, the influencers and the folks who have, you know, a million plus followers, but Otherwise, you're not going to be doing that. So I think this was a very smart move by Universal Music Group to sign these deals back in 2017 with Facebook and Instagram directly. 
also Oculus, which is a lesser known um, sort of platform that Facebook owns. And uh, but ultimately, the big deal there was with Facebook and Instagram, uh, at least currently. And but the sort of I think the interesting thing here is that because of those deals. Um, it kind of highlights the power, I think, of Triller, and we'll get into why I think that is. Because I think that Triller really has three uh, proverbial aces in the hole. The old saying, aces in the hole, I think Triller has three of them. And the first is, is that Triller is owned by the music industry. This is something that was not, I don't think, known very much, but and it kind of reminds me of Hulu a little bit. Hulu was a group... Obviously, you know Hulu, the streaming platform, but it was originally started by Fox, Disney, and Universal, and they each owned about 30% of it, and I think 10% was owned. Um, the name is escaping me, but it was essentially owned by four different groups with the majority of the three uh, owning 30%. And of course, now it's owned by Disney, uh, nearly 100% at this point, and um it's been somewhat successful, not as successful as I think some of the other platforms, but it serves its purpose. Its purpose, and I think uh, obviously Disney is going to continue to grow that platform, utilizing some of the Fox content. We've written about that on multiple occasions and talked about it. But ultimately, um, Triller, I think, again has three aces in the hole. The first one is is Triller is owned by the music industry. Now, Proxima Media is the principal owner of the social social music sharing and streaming platform Triller. But its co-owners include, number one, Sony Music Entertainment, number two, Music uh, Warner Music Group, and number three, Universal Music Group. And uh, as an article in an article by Sporting News, it was also reported that investors um, in the music industry include Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Lil Wayne, and The Weeknd. So this is obviously a platform in in Triller. That has really sort of uh, going to roots and the, the roots of sort of the music industry, you know, in terms of the studios and the talent sort of backing this thing, which is huge from a standpoint of uh, giving creatives the space and the ability and the tools to promote content. Now, interestingly enough, Proxima Media is also a film production and distribution company. Obviously, the distribution coming through Triller and their other platforms, but uh, Proxima Media is indeed a film production uh, company, so you might want to check out that on their website. And Proxima uh, Media, which owns Triller, also kind of models ESPN Plus and and DAZN as a sports production and distribution company for live events, which was somewhat like Bleacher Report and Turner Sports, and um, and uh, you know, which is basically under the roof of Warner Media, which is owned by AT and T. Uh, and that was really demonstrated over the weekend by Ty- the Tyson versus Jones Jr. bout, right? So again, I think that's the ace in the hole, number one. And it's their ace in the hole because I think they're going to the root of creating a creative space for creatives and uh, for the music industry. So I think that's going to be important as we go through this. Uh, and as sorry, I get to the we get to the end of the show, we'll sort of talk about why that's important. I think the second proverbial ace in the hole for Triller is that it's already secured music streaming deals with Spotify and Apple Music, which differs from Universal's deals with Facebook and Instagram in that Spotify and Apple have such a broader library of music. 
you can pretty much go to Spotify and Apple and find any music you want. Uh, very rarely do you come across a song or an album that you can't have access to. Now, the difference here is Triller has also secured those deals with Spotify and Apple, but it also includes the use of full-length songs versus the 15 seconds you might get on you know, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, right? Uh, that's huge, and you can even pick the particular you know, 15-second thing you want, or you can use the whole song, whatever it might be, but you have access to all of that. And uh, this, so this really means that Triller has a music library that's broader and more accessible. And I think, if anything, Triller's business strategy here has been one of wide distribution um, by securing these underlying deals with Spotify and Apple Music. And of course, it's this whole idea of meeting the consumer where they're at, right? If the consumer has easier access to Spotify and Apple, they're going to use that content to promote on social media. So that's what Triller's really doing, right? And um, I think even more importantly, Triller has taken this sort of very broad distribution approach when it's talking about, you know, you can have access to Triller through your mobile phone, through a tablet, through your computer, through television devices, and nearly in all streaming cable platforms. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on um, all the different platforms. You can get it on um you know, the different Roku TVs or whatever, you know, what you know, what have you in terms of what you're using. And all the cable providers are, are using it as well. Now, this is a ju juxtaposition, so to speak, from Quibi's narrow distribution approach and really of a lot of the other platforms that I think are starting to come to, to, to see the light uh, that a narrow distribution approach is not the proper approach. Uh, you need to be accessible and I think that uh, HBO learned that recently when they finally, you know, secured a deal with uh, Amazon Prime. And I think they probably lost out on a bunch of customers uh, when they didn't do that initially. And when they launched HBO Max, one, uh, they did not essentially force their customers to move over to the, to the HBO Max, which they probably should have done. And it should have been an automatic thing. Uh, as as opposed to having these multiple different brands and that sort of thing. And then the second deal is that they probably should have had HBO Max be available from day one on Amazon, on Roku, and these other platforms because if, by not doing that, uh, you're not giving people the incentive to add them. And even if you offer some sort of discounted rate, what have you, if it's not available on a a mainstreaming platform like Amazon or Roku or what have you, you're going to have a hard time getting people to engage with it. And I think you know HBO obviously learned that lesson the hard way. Quibi learned it in even the harder way, uh, and that platform's now shut down. Uh, Triller tr Triller is doing the opposite, right? They're they're from the from the standpoint of from the beginning, they are opening up um, the proverbial catalog of music. And, and access to its users. And they're allowing it to be distributed on multiple places, which is great for many reasons, which we'll get into. Uh, it, you know, oddly enough, or interestingly enough, there was an article on uh, dot.la dot, dot that talked about Triller as really approaching uni unicorn status uh, because it was so much different and more inclusive than other platforms. So... And I happen to agree. I think that Triller offers uh, some great opportunities for creatives. I think the third proverbial ace in the hole 
is Triller's use of artificial intelligence or AI. And it allows users to either karaoke or, you know, really use their natural singing voices, um, you know, without AI uh, or with the use of AI to create great music videos. But the point being is it allows for users to really be able to use the platform to find their way to stardom. And, uh, you know, now the user has the tools to, to um, create music uh, and award-winning videos at the same time. And I think, I think this goes back to the platform's roots in the music industry through the labels and through the talent. Because uh, I think the source of the approach is music first, then let creatives, you know, then let the users be creative, share and grow an organic following. Which I think leads to another important point about Triller. And that is because of its wide distribution approach, including in a recent uh, integration deal with Snapchat, advertising um, has and will become a key component for monetization on the platform for its users and for the platform, frankly, um, because it allows users to access social components when posting, but it allows them to do it in a very professional way through AI. So uh, again, very powerful tools and with the broad approach to both access and distribution, I think it creates some great incentives and a very welcoming approach uh, to social streaming, if you will. And, you know, I guess if you can make a comparison, this is like using high tech tools to create videos for YouTube, but obviously with the right copyright approvals, you know, last week we talked about section 230 of the um, um, Communications Act, a federal law that exempts platforms like YouTube from liability for posting copyrighted content because the users are doing it. Uh, however, YouTube and other platforms can become liable if they fail to remove the content once they've been notified. And this is usually done through uh, DMCA request or di uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act DMCA uh, removal request. So again, since these underlying deals are already done with Triller, you don't have these issues of copyright, and then the users are able to create, you know, using AI, these great music videos, share the information, connect with other people, and monetize that, and, and really gain the following there that they're looking for in a very organic way because of the access, the increased access and inclusivity, plus the distribution aspect of it being broad. So this is great. So again, it's, you know, you get to use these high tech tools to create music videos like you do for YouTube, but with copyright approval, and then you can post on social media to gain followers and you can get noticed, you know, like musical artists do on Spotify, where you might be able to find artists you might not normally find or be able to name because of the algorithms that Spotify might use. So uh, these are some great tools, I think, a really all in one approach which I think a lot of people have kind of been asking for uh, this idea that people would rather be able to go to one place to find what they're looking for. And I think Triller is allowing to do that for the music and social media space. Now, it is interesting. There was an article that ran in Sportico last week talking about Warner Media, which is owned by AT&T. And it's taking a comparable approach because they're looking for unification of content through fewer platforms. And this is where we've sort of we're seeing Warner Media look at ways to have entertainment media sports content in less places, right? And and, and making it easier easier to find content. 
you know, so Triller wants multiple access distribution points, think streaming on, you know, TV and mobile, but through one platform, which is Triller. Now, Warner Media has the good problem of too much good content on multiple platforms. And think about it. AT&T is really the mobile sort of uh, provider, but then you have HBO, you have TNT, you have Turner Sports, and you have Bleacher Report. So where do people find this content, right? And it's Warner Media needs to do a better job of finding a place to house the content and distribute it to users. And I think Triller has done a great job of that from day one, saying, here's the platform, this is where we do things. You know, it, it's interesting because in the lead up to the Tyson versus Jones Jr. fight, Triller's CEO, Mike Liu, had commented that Triller's motto is, you do you. And I think that in an age of limited access to life and social, when you're talking about you know censorship and everything else going on, uh, I think that uh, Triller's approach is a welcome one. I think that it puts the consumer first, and it lets the people lead the conversation and the engagement. And I think that's an important thing uh, in any sort of representative republic. I think that uh, it's, it's a great thing to be able to have access and a great thing to be able to control your content and to control your message, right? So I think Triller's doing it right. We'll see where things go from here. But um, I think it's a, a wonderful platform, and I think a lot of the other platforms can learn from it, and I'm sure that they will. Uh, as in any business, I think you know, you're always learning from your competitors. You're always trying to gain an advantage and look for ways to uh, grow your influence and content. So that's this week's show, folks. Uh, again, I'm Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law. This was podcast episode number 48 of season and two via the Plea Podcast Network, where we're always discussing the um, most interesting legal angles and management angles in entertainment media sports and looking at uh, the industry in general. Always appreciate you listening in. Look forward to being back with you next week. Again, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And as we get into December, uh, looking forward to the holidays. And again, wishing you the best of the holiday season. And again, we'll be back with you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.